0: But all in all, they knew that the Klan head was going to have its way that day. And, you know, they did. Because hmm. Jim Swerve and John really got beat up pretty badly that,
1: that day. John Lewis. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome to part three of our conversation with Freedom Rider Charles Person. This is Loki Mulholland, and it's time to get uncomfortable. Looking back, uh, w- what worked and what what do you feel didn't work that you wish could have, you guys could have done differently?
0: I think organizing and working with the communities. We always had uh, mass meetings in the various cities, whether we were traveling or otherwise, to let people know what was going on. And I think it's what's so key about any type of demonstration, whether it's back then or now, is people need to know what you're going to do and how you're going to do it. So there's no misunderstanding. Uh, right now, there's a well, biggest problem when most cities is that you don't know who's in charge. Unfortunately, the Black Lives Matter or groups. Uh, and I understand now, I didn't know at first, but I I understand a lot of them have been threatened with violence. And, uh, you know, but I tell them, look, you're in the business. When you're organizing, the way you're organizing, somebody can get hurt or somebody get killed. I mean, if you're not willing to accept responsibility, you probably shouldn't be in the organizing business. But the people need to know who's in charge. You know what your mission are, what your what your uh, what your man's demands are. The, uh, you have to define yourself and define your mission, so that you know. Then you won't have the misunderstanding like they have now. Let's say, defund the police. No one knows what defund the police mean, as according to the Black Lives Matter, because we know they're bad guys. That you can't do without a police force. But you need it. But see the the opposition they problem probably the use of defund is like you want to just ban the police, which is is, is nonsense. You know, you, 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 it's, but the thing is, politically, it's working for them. But the thing is, I, I always said, we have always told you what we're going to do and how we're going to do it. And we didn't do anything at night. We never did anything at night. So we, no one can uh, hijack your movement and go out and bomb, bomb, firebomb buildings and burn up cars and stuff like that. And you also had a stress scope because generally it's kind of hard for someone in a shirt and tire or suit out there throwing firebombs. It just doesn't happen. So uh, we there was those are just some of the minor things that we used to, but we were well organized and the people within our group was knew what their mission was and we all had the same agenda. Because if there are other people out there that they, they want to burn stuff. But see, they should not be a part of your movement if you want to if you consider yourself a nonviolent protest.
2: I think that in, in there in, in, in a lot of the the people's defense that are out there now, uh, I would say I agree with you about a lot of things, but what we were fighting against in those days was fairly clear. In other words, you couldn't vote, so that's a fight, and you couldn't eat in a certain place and that's a fight. But most people were not were fighting those things. There were very specific things that they were fighting for. I think what's going on now is there's so much that's happening that people are fighting that they don't know what it is. They haven't, they don't have a picture yet of what needs to happen. So they misstate uh, a lot of what goes on. The other thing is there are so many people in the streets now fighting so many different things that. It's difficult to find out who's leading what. See, when and back in the day when Farmer and Foreman and those guys were leading and Dr. King, they knew what they wanted to do. We knew what they wanted to do. We knew what we were mad about. Kids out there in the street today, they're mad because they've been lied to. They're mad because uh, people are getting killed for no reason. They're mad about their future. They're mad about a lot of things. And, you know, they, they they tend to misspeak when that happens. So I think that uh, we, we just got to give them a chance to come up with whoever the leader is. There were people who thought that we, in those, in, back in the day, shouldn't have had the leaders we did. In other words, because the press just sort of grabbed them and said, oh, that's what they're fighting about. So when Martin Luther King finally said no, uh, we I'm talking about something else now. I'm talking about people's right to work. I'm talking about a wage. Suddenly this things changed, but we he, he was already there. And and they used to tell us back then that we really don't need you know eat somewhere. We really don't need those kind of leaders, and we didn't. But what we did do was specific because we wanted specific things. They don't know what they want now. And I don't think that's bad. I just think they it has to come into focus. Like for instance, if we want to know uh what defunded police means, we listen to Joe Biden. Because he explains
1: it. Now now Levon. Yeah. You know, in hindsight, it's really easy to say. Well, we knew we wanted this, 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 and this because you know we're looking back over fifty years, and it's very well defined. But did the civil rights movement um, congeal that quickly in defining those those purposes, or were was it? We tackle one, let's go to the next. Well, okay. Well, what, what, what's what's the issue now, and let's go fight, figure that out. Or was it really that well? No, well planned it, out. No, it wasn't. It was,
2: okay. wasn't because the first fight was. The Freedom Riders <coughs> had nothing to do with voting, right? right? They they, was about, they were testing a law that the federal government had just passed about interstate travel. Right. So that was the Freedom Rides, And then when that started to peter out in the South, we had a whole issue about voting. So things changed. That the, any demonstrations we have or anything we go out and fight, it'll be about voting.
1: Right. Oh, actually before,
2: that
0: had, before that you had the Civil Rights Act, which right. dealt with uh, public accommodations, hotels, and all that kind of stuff, which right. was passed in sixty-four.
1: Well, I, I guess what I'm getting at then is is, you know, when I talk to people, I tell them, look, you know, all things are local. What happens here in Salt Lake City is not gonna affect Minneapolis too much, let alone Atlanta. But we right. have our we have our own fights here. Right. right. And so so during the movement, obviously you had Montgomery, you had, you know, stuff going on in Selma, you had Richmond and, and Jackson and Albany. And so you had these different things that might have had similar issues, but, uh, you know, be at lunch counters, whatever. But things were a little unique to that. And again, like in hindsight, we can go, well, we had the sit-in movement. Well, oh, OK, but that was spread over how many years? Because Jackson didn't happen until 63. And, you know, about, right. So you have these things, and again, it's like we, we look at it, we look at today and we're going, man, well, you got stuff in Portland and here and that and this. It looks like a little bit of chaos. But, when, it looks
2: that way, but it's all but, about the same thing. Right. But, but also, you
0: need to look at the Freedom Rides for a solution. Mm-hmm. When the Freedom Rides, after everything was said and done, when the edict was passed, it affected every state and every city at the same time. And they replicated when they replicated that in '64 with the Civil Rights Act, they had a public public, public accommodation all, at, all in every city and every state. Yeah. Voting Rights Act, the same thing. Now what we need now is instead of defund the police, what you need is a national uh, uh, law enforcement uh, uh, law or bill, and, and be, it would vary from city and state. There would be provisions for that. But what has to happen is that you've got to take the demonstrations from the street into the boardrooms and the executive suites of the mayors and the governors. And then out of that group, once you get in your state, in my state, then you need to come together as 50 states and come out with a, a standard law enforcement standard that would affect all every state in the union. And because otherwise, you're going to have reform in, in Utah, going to have reform in Portland, reform in uh, uh, Minneapolis, and it's just going to take forever. Just like the city, in the city that first uh, you had attended in Nashville, they were successful, then Atlanta was successful, but you have to replicate that in each city, that's going to take forever. Whereas if we, when you come together and do it as a, as a nation, you'll have one law that affects all cities and all states at the same time.
1: Right. But you have models that work. People are trying different things. You start to learn from those in different yeah. places, and that starts to gel. I mean, remember, the uh, Brown versus Board was in 54. And the Civil Rights Act didn't happen until 64. That's that's, that's 10 years of hard work right. to get to that point. And so we're, we're just at the beginning, really, of this particular movement at this time. But, right. but, but I look at it from the standpoint of just saying, you know, Again, like the lessons, like you said, you know, what's the organized, particularly from an organizational standpoint of what the work you guys did in Atlanta, um, you know, compared to, you know, Levon just running roughshod over Jackson, hmm. right? Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, but you have that organizational sense that these sort of things can start to apply. And, and um, I, I just have to imagine that there was a lot of people back in that time who were, who were looking on at the student movement and so forth going, And these guys are just running all over the place. They're just running amok. Kind of the way we look at things today, not as, you know, I'm sure those plays, the people working, doing the work on the ground in Portland and elsewhere do actually have a plan in a sense, but uh, we just don't see those plans per se. But
0: uh, here's for example the reason I say they they when uh, about it, defining yeah, yourselves. Yeah, but Charles, but you said
1: but you said in the beginning is that you 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 guys made sure you broadcast what that plan was and what the, and like Levon said yeah. you know you had to have a clear objective. We don't know what those objectives necessarily are at the moment, be it for Portland or anything else. I mean, like you said, this nebulous defund the police concept. Uh, so you guys broadcast that. You made sure everyone knew this is what the plan is. This is what we're doing. This is why we're doing it, and we're going to keep doing it until you sit down at the table and start talking, right? Right. And so, but, and but, I just don't quite see that yet,
0: per se. Yeah, but here's here's where here's what I what I'm saying is about right. direction. Okay. For example, take for example, uh, we our each march a demonstration had a purpose, right? And one of the things that some of the uh, the Black Lives Matter groups have done here in Atlanta, they would go to shut down the interstate. Hmm. Uh, my thing is, we also had a, what you call a power analysis. Who in the city, city or state can make decisions and who can you get through to make decisions? The thing is, if, if you have a beef against Kroger markets, why would you pick it public's market? In other words, uh, you have to know, you want to impact the people who can make decisions. In other words, if, if, if the mayor can't make decisions, then you go to the governor. But the thing is just uh, the march for the sake of marching, and, and in most of these cases, they would march downtown, and then they would disband. We never would leave our people downtown. We would always march and do what we gotta do, but then we march back to where we assembled. Because in Portland, when that happened, the, the, the stragglers, that's one of them got killed. You, you know, you as a leader of a march, you're responsible for those people. You need to get them back to to safety, but you just don't disband. You know, you go down, you have your demonstration, you pray, you sing a few songs, you have some few speeches, then you march back to where you come from. But you don't just, just, just disrupt it. And, and you want to impact people who can make decisions. I mean, you know, you're, you're shutting down a street and, I mean, you you got to develop allies to be successful. You got to have allies. You got to have people who are sympathetic to your cause. How you do that is you do it in a manner so they know that hey, that's that, that's my people. Hey, I might want to join the march next week because they they're after what I want to do. But the thing is, you you have to target those persons who can make decisions. Just to march for the sake of marching it, 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 you know you got to have a purpose behind your march.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And, uh, or your demonstration. I agree with part of what you're saying, but we were not, in the beginning, I agree with Loki, we were not, depending on where you were, whether or not you had that kind of organization, it depended on what you wanted. For instance, uh, when we were in the Delta in Mississippi, we, we we were we were trying to get people to go and vote. But when we had a march, first of all, we didn't know who was going to show up because the conditions where you might get killed marching with those guys. So what's going on now is, if, you, if, we, if we listen to what's happening, uh, I think that in some places, what you talk about organizing and, 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 and uh, organizing, I'm sorry, having people uh, together, that's happening. For instance, to have the leader of a party, Joe Biden, who's running for president, talk about what we what they mean by uh, defund the police. They don't mean defund the police. They mean all that money that we're giving to the police department, we're asking these guys to go out and do, and gals, to do things that they are not trained to do.
1: Yeah, social work and stuff like that. Yeah. So
2: there are states like mine who will now say, wait a minute, they're right. We 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 should do that. We should have a national database. Well, it's good because now you have a couple of states that are saying that. California says that, so they're having an impact, and they're having they being forced to uh, say what they want these kids. But the fact that that many kids are out there and they're little towns all around New York where people are putting up signs that say, Black Lives Matter. All the athletes are wearing signs that say, Black Lives Matter. So there's, there are things happening and there are people who are in leadership positions who are saying, you know something, they have a point. Now you have some people that, you know, they're just, they're they're full of it when they say they want to do things, but there are leaders who are saying that. And some of them, you can't trust the leaders because they will say whatever they have to say to keep the people that run things happy. So you can't tell me, you know, when you tell me that we have to do things in Georgia so that the police will do X, well, I know I've been in Georgia and I know that there are towns now that you couldn't pay me to go to. There are towns that I like. So things will happen at at a rate that we maybe we're not happy with, and in a way we're not happy with, it because people are different. But, but we had some of the same kind of thing that used to go on in the, in the, in the mo- during the movement. But one of the things we've
0: learned, and here's what I here's my point of view, is that um, in the past we've had demonstrations. Take go back to Ferguson. We had demonstrations after Trayvon. We had on and on and on. I'm but, saying it's time to move the demonstrations from the street. In other words, you've got to get to the point where, hey, you got to sit down and negotiate, regardless of what it is, what city it is. It doesn't matter, right. because uh, the, what I'm saying is that, true, each, each city is different, but they're also, each city is, a, is alike, But most of them have these riot squads, they got got uh, uh, all kinds of militaristic type of names for their Police and so forth. That's that's not going to change. But what I'm saying is that it has to change. Is we cannot continue. With, in every demonstration in the past, we demonstrated and nothing happened. I'm saying we've got to go beyond the demonstration, and we got go to around. take the same energy. Here's what I'm saying: If you take those same people that you got marching, okay, you go and you negotiate with the mayor, or the governor. They don't agree. Okay, then you boycott those same bodies that you had marching up down the street and all that stuff. Now you got people who can pick it, the places that you're going to boycott. So you can still use that energy. You can still use those people. But the thing is, every after every murder, under a black man that has been murdered, a woman, there's been demonstrations. And that's just it. We just demonstrated. I'm saying we've got to go beyond demonstrating. In other words, we got people together. We got them riled up. Now let's use that energy. Let's use those bodies to get some success. To get some changes
2: made. That's what I want to see change. I don't disagree. I just wonder how we get there.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think part you know part of that is this you know at least you know from a perception that I have is a lot of this a lot of this organizing becomes a sort of social media mobs that that show up. But you have a social media army you know, you, you send out your tweets and whatever else hey we're going to gather here and let's go march but again it's like okay well that was great but there's not that connection there's not that cohesiveness and then suddenly it's like okay everyone disperses until they get the next tweet you know until, or the next hashtag shows up because of a death or so forth and it's like okay yeah you're upset with people getting killed but what do you what's what's the next thing after that and that's that's and that's, yeah, that's, it's, that's it's,
2: what we Richard are I understand what you're saying and it's happening. For instance, yeah. a lot of the people that were marching are working the polls now.
0: Yes. Yeah. All right. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And they're trying to get people to vote. They're trying to figure out how to vote. There are many of them that have offered rides to people. Now, that's the stuff we used to do back in the yeah. day. Right. Right. But they realized that, wait a minute, we need to do that. Last time we had an election like this, they weren't even participating. Right. Right. So, they're doing more, they're just trying to figure out what. So already what you were talking about is happening. Yeah. One thing that we need to do that uh, we should consider,
0: uh, for example, I, I found I've been working with a couple of Black Lives Matter th- throughout the country. And one of the things I find out that I said, I asked I said the leader of the, uh, uh, Black Lives Matter, do you have a telephone number of the mayor or the governor, I don't mean the office that everybody has. I mean, can you get right to them, uh, you know, you, without all the phone tag situation? Right. Then I asked. Then I asked my friends in government. I says, "Give me the name and the number of a local Black Lives Matter person." They couldn't do it. They said, "Well, I'll get it for you." So what I'm saying is that how can you have communication with the principal groups, the government, and Black Lives? They don't have. Means of communication directly. If there's an emergency, if I know your number, I can call you and we can squash it in the middle. But the way it is now, you on both sides, they're going round and round in circles, trying to find out who to talk to. So, one of the things I'm working on is uh, if you're in Atlanta, well, I'm working with a group in Birmingham, get to know uh, the, the phone number of somebody who can make decisions. Right. And vice versa, where they need to get in touch with you to find out is that your people marching down Main Street, or is that somebody else? You need to know that. So you got to open up these lines of communication. We had that. Like one of the things we remember back when when they when the First Baptist Church in Montgomery, when Charlesworth got on the phone to, to Robert Kennedy, yeah, he didn't he didn't get to play phone tag. Well, see, we had those kind of connections. King had numbers to to, to people in the administration. He had numbers to people in the, of all the governments. So we need to reestablish those kinds of lines of communication because in an emergency, you need to talk to someone. You don't need to talk to some underling who can't make a decision. Someone, you know, you know, let me speak to the manager. No, give me somebody who can make a decision. And that's what we need to do is to open up those kinds of communication. If we want to stop demonstrating and get some things done because too many men and women have died and we need to stop it. And the only way you're going to do it is some people are going to have to start talking to people who can make decisions, whether it's you want to defund the police or do whatever you want. These are the people you need to know. This is what we used to have a, what we call a power analysis. We would identify in a city or, or or state the people who we need to talk to. And sometimes they may not need more office. They just might be some influential old citizen who has that kind of like in here. Uh, Jimmy Carter holds no opposition now but we know that if you can get Jimmy Carter's opinion on something it's a, it's a good thing. Mm-hmm. And I mean every community has people like that. And some are like I said money people, some people are political people. But you need to know you those kind of people in your community who can help you solve problems and can also get information up and down the chain of command so the change can be can take place. Mm-hmm. Right now we we at the point where everybody in every state is is talking And a lot of reform is being done, but what I'm saying is that we need a reform, national reform. And I was gonna propose that they do name it after Dr. Harbor um, uh, or somebody, or John Lewis, I don't care who you name it after, but we need a national um, uh, reform of a police. And I said, we'll go one step further. So if you can't do that, why don't we have a national police academy? In other words, just like you have the FBI Academy, have a police academy. They police policemen from all over the country would come here and be trained on the tactics that they need to be not only good policemen, but also citizen policemen. Uh, we, we need some commonality. And we, we're not getting that, uh, you know, because like I said, you, either one of us can go from state to state, and we will be treated differently because of our cult. Right. And it shouldn't be it, should be, it should be the same. If you're a male driving a car, you know and and you got to tell it out you each one of us should be treated the same but it's not mm-hmm. you know
1: yeah Charles, I yeah man there, there's <laughs> yeah thank, thank you i mean that's uh you still you still have the fire
0: well I, as long as the god gives me energy I'll be there doing my little bit and I know your mom will too because you know but you know the torch is in your hands you know yeah. you you know your, your group you you've got to keep it going. And I know you will, but you know the thing is—is is no, there's no substitute for for passion. You got to have a passion for what you do, and uh, yeah. I—I uh, I, just—I just know that uh, our better days ahead because um, you know I, I'm too old to march now. And besides,
2: with my walker, I don't get too far.
1: Uh,
2: <laughs> I'm not marching anymore. <laughs> yeah, like, I talk all day, but I'm I'm not marching.
1: <laughs> I, I want to go back to this quote one more time. I mean, it's once i got involved it was infectious anything that had to do with the with protests i was there you finish that with my life revolved around it and, you know and you can still see that today and you know and and all these years later you're still fighting the good fight yeah well,
0: we're going we're going to succeed because our country needs us it needs you and you know and uh, we need you so just keep up the good work guys Hey, right. and whatever i can help do
1: you can call on me anytime Right on. Sounds good. Appreciate it. Thank you much. LeVon, as always. Thanks for having me. All right, Loki. All right. Go take care now. Somebody a pretty uh,
2: shirt you got on
1: there. Thank you.
0: Whose shirt? My shirt or his shirt? Yours. Yeah. Yeah. Your shirt. See, I was going to wear a coat, and I didn't. I I, I should have No, we don't need a
2: coat. Okay. Even in Georgia, no. you don't need no coat. You're fine, babe. <laughs> We don't have we don't have the letters
1: on our clothes though, so it's all right. Yeah, you gotta
2: earn those letters, that's why. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Well, I was, wear, I was gonna wear all my medals and stuff for yeah, you,
0: you yeah, you're I, too.
1: I was gonna <laughs> do that.
0: No, I had a reason I did it, I, I had a meeting earlier today and I had the I wore it for that. And I said, Well, I didn't know uh, how formal you guys wanted it to be. So I said, Well, I'll start off here and I said if I need to put on my jacket, I will. But yeah. it's it's okay. you know where I've been, you know, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They didn't give me you know, medals for uh Anderson, or Birmingham, or Montgomery, but I have them for July and all those did name and Japanese names for the Far East. So I have them for that, but I didn't have for what battles we had down South. And maybe some days that's something you might do is that you can have uh, Anderson or Birmingham and all the new places that we are uh, fighting these these uh, little wars
1: hmm. and
0: hopefully, you know, you can say, well, you know, I would remember, I remember, you know.
1: Yeah. I think yeah. that's happened.
2: We are we are we we are learning our history, a little late, but we're learning it. Yeah, yes. you know, all these books that are coming out, all these people that are talking to each other, we're finally learning history, and we're learning what can happen. Yes, you uh, don't right. pay attention to it.
1: Yeah, let's yeah. Uh, keep fighting the good fight and keep making good trouble.
0: Always, all right. always.
2: All right, y'all. All right, take care. It was nice meeting yeah, you. Take care. I enjoyed it, you guys. Yeah,
1: thank you. Thank you for listening. And until next time, don't be afraid to get uncomfortable.